Welcome to the Sales and Marketing for Decorators podcast with me, John Mears. And today I am joined by Simon Goddard of Alliance Workforce. How are you, my friend? Yeah, very well. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Uh, starting to get a bit warmer outside, so I'm pleased. And, uh, and uh, yeah, still get, getting used to working from home, but uh, you're back in the office, I understand. I am, yes. We're, we're, we're back in the office. We've got all the... Uh, as you need, the old COVID um, protocols in place, etc. But it's nice to see a few faces, to be fair. All, <laughs> all, all split around the office, obviously, but it's nice to see a few faces and have a have some conversations. Makes a yeah. change. I, I cannot wait to get back to the office um, and, and see people again. We've got, I am the last person to come back to the office. I don't know what that says. Maybe I must be the least important. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should, yeah, maybe you don't want to know. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully soon. But it looks it looks like we're doing, we're we're nearly there. Um, so yeah. before we get started, uh, for those who don't know, can you just give us a quick headline on on who Alliance Workforce are and and what you guys do for the painting and decorating industry? Yeah, sure. So Alliance, in a in a nutshell, a helicopter view, are a labour hire company that supply uh, decorators to decorating contractors, shop fitting companies, refurbishment contractors on an as required temporary basis. So if uh, perhaps a contractor was looking at having a push on a job or all their decorators were tied up on other roles and needed uh, some decorators for a short space of time or, or, or long space of time really, um, we supply those decorators anywhere in the UK usually close to the contract that they're working on so they can use decorators for as long or as short as they feel that they need them and that's what we do as a, as a business that's all we do uh, yeah and i think that's what because uh, i i came across you guys a couple of years ago at the painting and decorating show mm. and it seemed like just such an, an awesome service because it's it's specifically for painters and decorators isn't it uh, and it and it's it's staff when you want them and and you can give them back when you don't essentially do you know that's a really good way of putting it it's exactly that you know you take the you, you have the decorators when you need them offload them for want of a better phrase offload them when you don't need them but you're also offloading the cost of um of not having decorators when when you've no work for them so yeah when you need them give us a call and when you when when you don't need them we'll we'll take them back off your site that's, yeah. that's how it works yeah oh, that's perfect and um yeah so thank you for coming on I, I i wanted to i've been very keen to speak to you because you're you're going to have uh, a different view a different perspective on the industry and, and staffing and hiring people and it's something i talk to decorators on on a regular basis something a lot of decorators seem to struggle with is taking that step from sole trader to somebody who's got a couple of staff on board. Um, it can be quite stressful. Uh, people worry about it a lot because it's sort of, you, you know, they've got the option of, of subbies, um, but when you're taking on staff on longer term projects, they worry that, okay, now I've got another person to worry about, another person that I've got to feed with work and everything like that. and. Uh, I think you can help in in a number of ways. So, just to to start off, mm. um, let's talk about why do you think 
some decorators find it hard to get good staff. Um, I, I, I hear a lot of decorators that they seem to go through a lot of apprentices or, or subbies and stuff like that. And mm. do you think there's there's reasons for that, or is it uh, they perhaps hold them to too high expectations? There's, I think there's a number of reasons, but do you know what? One, one thing that sometimes a lot of people overlook is that if you're a decorator, if you're a contractor, you've you've got work to complete. You know, you've got a you've got a project to do. You've got work to complete, and actually having enough focus to go and find good quality decorators is difficult because you've got you've got handover deadlines you've got you've got things to complete and for you actually these days and not just these days going back over several years to actually find good decorators and then bring them into your business it, it, it's not an easy thing to do they are they are out there and there's methods of going and, and finding those people but you need a you need a focus on that now once you've got those people on board and they're they're um they're working in tandem with you and obviously they they understand your culture and how you want them to deal with your clients and you can get them to stick with you brilliant it's it's job done but to go out and find those people and the good tradesmen it it's it's uh it's a focus that's needed and i think that's the biggest thing that people tend to forget that they have to focus on spending a lot of time to get them there in the first place i think that's that's one of the big things yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually. I think uh, decorators are, as we know, any sole, any sole trader, they're very time poor uh, because they are they're one-man corporations, aren't they? They're running everything. They're doing the accounts, the sales, the marketing. They're doing the, you know, the actual work itself. And, mm. and recruitment of people is, well, you know, it's a full-time job, isn't it? To get to do it it's, right and to do it to a, a high standard, you need to focus on it. And, yeah, I think this... That's a very good point that when when a decorator is looking to bring somebody on, they're probably not running 10, 15, 20 interviews. It's more of a sort of, right, who's the first or second person to, to apply for it? Let's see if we can shape and mould them into what we want. Uh, and, and then it doesn't often doesn't work out. Well, coupled with the fact... Um... And you know we shouldn't we shouldn't hide behind this, although it's completely wrong. Is that the, the decorating industry and decorating as a whole is seen by some people, isn't it, to be the easy trade to be in? So it attracts possibly more people than it would going into joinery or electricians or, or whatever whatever else. And unfortunately, you do have to um, focus more, go through more people, an awful, an awful phrase to use, but go through more people, speak to more people to find the the good eggs, if you like, to find, yeah. the, find the good quality people because it attracts more people in the first place due to, due to the thing, you know, everybody thinks they can paint, which obviously is ridiculous, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's the perception out there, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. It is, um, yeah what's the phrase if you can piss you can paint everybody everybody <laughs> thinks that i wasn't going to use that i was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, i appreciate that uh yeah so you've got you've got so many people that maybe if they're out of work or or whatever it might be they just like you say they assume they can just pick up a brush do a bit of decorating anyone can do that uh and so yeah if you put an advert out you will 
attract people who might not have any skills or the right set of values to to be a decorator being a decorator you've you've i think you've got to have the right set of values you've got to have an eye for detail you've got to have pride in your work uh and and yeah a lot of people a lot of the wrong people i think will will be applying for jobs as a decorator because they think ah, all it is is just put some old clothes on slap a bit of paint on the wall and and yeah. fine take your money see you later and it's it's not like that at all so no yeah perhaps absolutely. i mean that's a industry as a whole is, is something we need to work on a bit, and that's a, a long-term project but yeah it's a good point you'll you'll have to go through a lot more people to find that diamond in the rough as it were absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and you know one of the one of the the major things that that we look for and i'm sure all, all all decorators look for and certainly should be looking for is attitude the first thing before you even look at their experience or or their qualifications or their training or its attitude whether you're speaking to them these days a lot of the time over the phone or zoom or whatever um, or you're meeting them in person um it's, it's the first and foremost and that's certainly the first thing we look for in here is attitude can you can you talk to them would you let those people um go and meet your clients would you put yeah. them into somebody's house um can they talk to that you know can they talk to that household or that person or that construction site site manager or whatever it whatever whatever sector you're in massive big 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 part of it in my opinion yeah i mean I tell you what, you're you're bloody good at this, mate. Because that was literally my next my next topic was what what tips can you give people to to help them find good staff? Uh, what can you look for? Obviously, it's difficult in a in an interview situation. Um, but yeah, attitude and uh, and yeah, the way they sort of put themselves across is is important. And mm. yeah, I think that's really good in you've got to look at them and go yeah would i would i be happy leaving this person in the house with my client mrs jones and would i be happy that they're going to do a good job they're going to be kind courteous and they're going to represent my company in in the way that i want it to be yeah absolutely so yeah so are there any any other sort of top tips you found in your experience of sort of little key indicators where if you see it in someone you go yeah they're going to be good um or is it just attitude in general no there's 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 attitude obviously you you sort of you have to go into their qualifications and whether that's city and gills or mvq a lot these days i i, I understand it but you've, you've got to go into the qualifications i think if we if we're talking to somebody and they've taken time out to do additional training so whether that's asbestos awareness whether it's PASMA, whether it's you know additional training other than just their trade qualification yeah and i know all this sort of links back to attitude but it just shows a willingness to learn a willingness to move on a willingness to uh, engage with other things and that generally uh, not all the time but that generally has a good it's a good tip to look for because they're open to learning and they want to learn and it tends to rub off on their on their the pride in their work i suppose that's the phrase i'm looking for um it tends yeah i think it's um that's a good indicator isn't it that they're they're not the sort of person that's there to do the bare minimum they haven't just done their bare minimum qualifications and then gone to get a job they've they've looked at different things and they've 
got off on their own back and they've decided I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to try and improve myself and, and set myself apart from other painters and decorators. And mm. yeah, someone with, with that sort of attitude toward things is, yeah, is going to be a much better candidate, I would say. I know it seems like we're talking about sort of attitude um, at, at, at the top line rather than experience, but there's an experience is obviously really important and qualifications are really important, but there's no, there's no point in my opinion, there's no point in being a, a fantastic decorator and then you go and knock off all the clients that, you, that, that, that you're going to work with. There's, there is no point, the two have got to go in tandem. Was there, yeah, so would you say that you would take a, a good attitude over good qualifications? Um, do you think they have to have both? Or would you, if you were sort of in a position where you found someone with a great attitude, would you go, yeah, I can teach and shape and mold this person. I can teach them the, the practical skills. They've got the, the right attitude. Uh, so I want to take them on and do it like that. If you've got the, um, I think if you've got the time and the inclination and the willingness to bring people on like that, I would, whether it's in-house for, for consultants that work in here or decorators that we send to site, um, we hire on attitude, hire on attitude. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're not all in that position, are we? So some of the decorators are not going to have, they're not going to have time to to spend doing that because as we as we mentioned earlier, they've got they've got projects to complete. So then they would they would probably look more at the experience side of, of, of things because they haven't got time to, to sit and to sit and train. But yeah. if you can get if you can get a mixture of the both, that's the that's the ideal world I think to to be in really. Good. What so what about apprentices? because uh, obviously this is a little bit different to what you do, mm. but apprentices are often a a good option for people and people like taking on apprentices uh, number one because they're great value uh, you get a lot for your money with an apprentice but obviously they're not going to come with all the qualifications and all the experience and stuff like that so again I, I would guess that you've got to make a judgment call yourself haven't you you've got to go have I got the time to invest here yeah. uh, can I see that they've got the right attitude uh, and then am I prepared to to take that time to mould them into something great uh, or am I actually just looking for a project where I can just hire someone experience get the job done and and that's it any any tips on what you would do for looking for an apprentice and whether you think it's a good option for some people I think it could well be to be honest for, for, for some people it isn't it, it, it's away from what we do here certainly but um, I think it could be a good option for, for for some people, and as you've as you've already mentioned, the positives there are moulding them to to the way that you want them to work. Again, going back to attitude, you, you probably pick up some some great people with some great attitude that want to learn. That's why they're going into apprenticeships in the first place. If you've got the time to spend with them um, and mould them and uh, give them that experience, then great. Um, but also mould them in a way that you want them to talk to your clients as well as the way that you want them to paint, etc. and decorate. Um, the drawbacks to that time, I suppose, is um, is one of the is one of the big things. Um, yeah. And the type of person that you are, you know, as a decorator or contractor that wants to take those apprentices on, are you the type of person? If if you're a um, 
you know, an, an, an owner operator, if you like, and, and you want to expand your business. Are you that type of person that has the patience and the uh, motivation or you want to motivate that apprentice? It's, it's mm. important. Um, but so I guess, I guess the drawbacks are time, time and patience and um, if you've got the inclination to do it, but certainly the positives, your cost, it's a lower cost, isn't it? And yeah. I think the bigger thing is getting them to to work the way that you want them to work because you feel that that's 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 how you want them to work and that's the right thing to do. Mm. I think, yeah, that that's a that's a big advantage from the way I see it because often if if you say you take on a large project as a decorator and you're like right, I need some help on this one, uh, and you might know a couple of other local decorators, so you'll go right, let's pull these guys in and. Uh, let's let's do it that way. It can be difficult because if you're bringing in other decorators who are themselves business owners, uh, they have their ways of doing things. You have your ways of doing things, and perhaps the more experienced they are, the more reluctant they are to do things your way. Uh, and yeah. you can quite quite easily have a have a clash there. Um, how do you do you see this a lot? Because obviously, I guess with what you guys are doing, a lot of the people you place, uh, mm. they might be self-employed as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, do you find there is difficulty for people who are who are sole traders themselves trying to then fit in with a larger firm or a different company or something like that, or do you think people are decorators are quite good at adapting to the situation? It's a great question. I think um, you know. I think that they've decorators in general whether you're a sole trader or you have a bigger organization have a respect for each other when they see that the quality of work is what they would expect of each other so if i mean a lot of the people that we supply are are sole traders that that have their own work and then have a gap in their workload and we help them out by supplying them to um to contractors that need to fill their gap in, in, in their work or their gap on their site. Um, we don't see, we, of course we have, we have the, the odd problem and we see that problem happen, but usually when the respect is there, that usually happens after the first day um, or yeah. first few hours when they see the quality of work, they adapt, you know, they, they adapt to work to each other. So no, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't see a lot of problems, um, but, Sometimes it happens, yeah, of course it does, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, I think you're bang on there. There's there's a lot of pride in painters and decorators, I think particularly as it's it's a finishing trade, isn't it? So uh, it's all about that that finished article. And uh, even if you're acting as a subby for someone, you don't want to be associated with a job where the finish is not to a standard that you're happy with because yeah. you don't want your name being put to it. Uh, so yeah as 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 long as uh, your you and your subbies are in line on what the right standard of of work is then it sounds like it's it's something that decorators can fit together quite nicely on mm, yeah absolutely i think so so talking of subbies how do you have like a like an overview of what are subbies expecting to get paid? Does it vary across the country? Does it vary on sort of uh, site work, residential work? Where? What are the, the numbers in the industry at the moment? 
Well, bear in mind, we, we, we supply here on, a, on an hourly rate. So I know that a lot of the decorators out there will take, um, will take contracts and jobs on on price, quite rightly. Um, yeah. When we're supplying our guys, they tend to be working in general between the 15 and 16 pounds an hour mark, actual pay, pay them at that sort of rate. Yeah, the, um, it varies a little bit um, around around the UK. Um, London, um, we tend to pay slightly more in London. Sometimes the home counties, um, and then actually, bizarrely, um, or I found it a little bit bizarre at first when you go further north. So our office in Glasgow, they they cover uh, all of Scotland, but it tends to be the central belt of Scotland that that we get most of our work, and that tends to be a slightly higher rate as well. They tend to be working on London rates, so okay, which is quite interesting, but. Um, so 15, 16 pound an hour, I just put it in. We're looking at sort of 120 pound a day, up to maybe 140, something like that. Something in around that sort of mark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That varies in the, it can, sorry to put in, that can vary in the, in the summer and it's very market driven. So if we need to, um, if we need to pay more in the busier times, then that's what we need to do. It's market driven, but then it's down to, it's down to the hiring contractor or the decorator to, to decide whether whether they want to you know pay the additional additional pay rate I suppose to get the decorators in busier time or, or they don't and they want us to keep looking at you know at, at, at the average rate that we would pay generally. Mm. No, I think that's um, that's reasonable. I know some people that sub be lower than that. I know some people mm. that get more than that. Uh, I think, yeah, you, you've got to make it as a, a, a business decision, haven't you? And I think that's the great thing about what you guys do is it's, it's that flat hourly race, isn't it? And you, there, There's your price, you know what it is, and you can then decide, okay, can I build this into the contract? Is it worth it? Um, or do I, look at, do I look at other options? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the benefits and, and the drawbacks of of scaling your business as a painter and decorator. I talked about, uh, obviously it can be quite, uh, it can make you quite nervous to take on staff, uh, whether you're hiring subcontractors or ends, when you start taking on bigger projects and, and perhaps booking yourself further in advance. Uh, what do you see as the benefits of of scaling your business as a as a painter and decorator and perhaps what are the drawbacks of doing it because i know a lot of people are anxious some people have tried it got mm. too stressed with it and then went oh, i just want to go back and be a sole trader do my own thing and just have the easy life to, to a certain extent but mm. there for me i think there's massive benefits to to scaling your business so mm. what do you think i think you're right i think it it, it i think a lot of it, you know, depends on your um, on your end goal as a person or a business, um, and, and what your end motivation for that is. So, scaling your business could give you the time and freedom that you've always that you've always wanted, because you effectively, once you get into the scaling side, you would have other business, other people, sorry, running running your business on a day to day basis, and you're overseeing that business. Therefore, if your if your motivation for scaling a business is um, having time and freedom to go watch your kids play football or, or, or whatever you want to do, um, then I think that's a that's that's a real positive for scaling for scaling your business. Um, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people go into the self-employment route 
for that exact reason. They want more time, more flexibility. Uh, but often you start the business and then before you know it, you're working twice as hard as you were and <laughs> you're perhaps bitten off a bit more than you can chew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you'll have seen it as a, as a business owner yourself, uh, the benefits of, of taking on staff. And I always try and talk to people about if you have that desire to, to scale your business, uh, you need to look at it as your business as sort of a, a money-making machine. And there are parts to that machine. And when you're a sole trader, you are looking after all of those parts. Uh, and as you hire staff, you want to give the staff the autonomy to look after each section, each system within your business to ultimately every time you do that you're freeing up yourself a little bit of time so if you give yeah. the accounting side to somebody that's time that then comes back to you and ultimately you want to get to a point where the business will work without you Absolutely. Uh, that that's the perfect position to get to isn't it because then yeah. yeah all you do is you, you can get to the point where it's just that monthly meeting where you oversee it and have a chat with everyone make sure things are, are going correctly um and also your business is worth a hell of a lot more if it doesn't need you to be in it. Yeah, because you've got a, you've got a, a management structure in place that if you went to, um, I don't know, you, you went to Spain or you went on holiday for two months, if you're in the privileged position to do it, then um, your business would, would effectively run without you. And if a buyer comes in then for your business at some point when you want to get to your, your, your exit point, if a buyer comes in for that, and they can say, okay, Fred, well, you're going to be out of the business. How does that leave the business? Well, it doesn't change the day-to-day -day running of it because I've got X doing marketing, I've got X doing sales, I've got X doing operations, and I've got X doing finance. Then it doesn't, it, the, the value goes up, actually. I was going to say the value stays the same. It doesn't. The value of your business goes up because you, it doesn't affect it by you selling that business. So, again, back to your ultimate goal, isn't it? Is it? Is it money? Well, scaling your business could could give you higher profits eventually. There's going to be a, a few bumps along the road, obviously, when you when you first start to scale it. But yeah. it could give you give you higher profits, which gives you more money in the day to day or, or, or week by week basis. But also when you sell your business. Um, but a lot of people, you know, that I speak to in 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 business, time is a time is a great asset. Time is a great asset, and and once once you've got that time, you tend to you, you tend to find, and you've got your your structure in place. You tend to find that the money follows the time. Yeah. Um, you're not tied to that business. Um, so I, I think I'm the same as you. I, I think there's great benefits to scaling a business. I, gen, I genuinely do. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's without its challenges, and I think when you personally, I think one of the first real steps to to scaling your business is, is is obviously taking on staff and then uh removing yourself bit by bit from from each system and each operation within the business and when you first start doing that your i mean number one your pricing strategy is probably first built for one person and then when you take another staff member on you've all of a sudden you've got to change your pricing structure and, and how you do certain things so the, that those first few months, years, or whatever it might be, you might find it's it's much more challenging because 
as the business owner, you're the last person getting paid, uh, and, and you're paying you're paying everybody else, and then you get into the end of the month and you're thinking, bloody hell, why am I doing this? I was earning more when I was on my own. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back. To, yeah, I'm going to go back to just me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that catches a lot of people out, but it's it's one of those. I think you've got to keep with it, keep focused on that that end goal, as you say, if that's what you want, and. Um, yeah yeah the rewards will be there in the end uh, i i personally think for for decorators it's something that everybody should consider um not least because decorating is a physical a physical job and and how long do you want to put your body through it every single day yeah. uh, you know do you want to be rolling ceilings when you're 65 70 years old or do you want to start trying to put processes in when you're 40 so yeah. that by the time you get to 60 you're not on the tools anymore yeah, and the other thing, you know, when you you know, we've we've already spoke about staff and they're difficult to difficult to find. But um, when you've got them, you can bounce off them. You know, I've I've, and when I say bounce off them, I mean talk to them. I mean share ideas in terms of the business. Um, yeah. Get fresh eyes on something that if you were if you were sat there looking at that yourself, you might get a bit flustered with it or a bit Christ, where do I go with this? Well, yeah. you can talk to other people within the business as well, and it makes. I found it makes a massive, massive difference. Um, yeah, I think there's there's all sorts of benefits on on that side of thing. You know, because some days you're going to turn up to work and you are not in the mood and you do not want to do it. But if you've got other staff there, well, chances are one of the staff members is going to be in a good mood and that will rub off on you and you'll be able to. They might pick up the slack for you on one day and when they're in a bad mood, you'll pick up their slack and and yeah, I have a. I have a lot of conversations with decorators, obviously, sort of in and around sales and marketing, and it, it blows me away how many great ideas decorators have once they start talking to you about it. But the, the problem they have is they work on their own. They don't have anyone to talk to and anyone to bounce ideas off. Mm. Uh, so they, they, they ring me up for advice on sales and marketing. I'll, I'll basically I'll let them talk for 45 minutes they'll come up with loads of great ideas themselves then thank me and put the phone down and I'm like well this is easy because <laughs> basically yeah. you had it all in your <laughs> yourself yeah. and you just needed someone to bounce off of and and yeah even having one staff member could could help you do that so that side of things it could really help you grow your business and, and get more out of it and I would I would imagine that the sales and marketing side is is something where where people need where where people need that help and people need that bouncing off other off other yeah. people because it's a it's to some degree it's an art form isn't it a lot of it is just conversation but to some degree it's an art form and it's wow let me let me talk to somebody that knows what they're doing absolutely I think that's really important yeah that creativity comes from going oh what about we do this and then we go yeah but what about if we add that on and oh yes okay that's a great idea and then these things work and when you do it all on your own it's very easy to start second guessing yourself you just think well i like this but will anybody else like this it's <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a good idea but is it a good idea and then you end up not doing anything um sorry i'm, I'm getting off the topic again you know what i'm like i'm always talking about sales and marketing <laughs> in some way um Let's uh, let's talk a, a little bit about what you guys do then, because uh, I think you guys offer a service which is a great stepping stone. Uh, well, not just a stepping stone; it's a, it's a great all-round solution for decorators that want to look at taking on staff. So, how does it work? Say, I'm John Mears Decorators, uh, and I've got a big big project coming up, uh, and I think I'm going to need two or three guys to to help me do this on time and, and deliver it. Uh, I come to you, 
what, what's the process? How do you guys help me out? Okay, so uh, you'd come to us, you say, okay, guys, guys, guys at Alliance, I've got a contract in wherever, um, I need three decorators. This is the type of contract that I'm working on. This is the type of um, uh, finish that I need, etc. These are the hours that I think the guys are going to be working. It's for three weeks, it's for four weeks, it's for 10 weeks, doesn't matter. Um, and then what we basically there's two sides to our business so you're the client and then obviously we have the decorators that that register and that work for us on a on a on a regular basis uh -huh. so we would then go to our pool of decorators um, that were either working for us at the time about to finish a contract um, offer them your um, your work if you like so if it was three weeks in Birmingham we would go to our pool of decorators right guys we've got this work in Birmingham, it's three weeks work. This is the type of work that it's doing. We would obviously narrow that down. Um, so if it was uh, new build resi or if it was refurbishment or wh whatever it was, we, we would obviously narrow down our, our pool of decorators uh -huh. so that we knew that those decorators could carry out that type of work. Um, we would then come back to you and say, Right, John, we've got you, Fred, Smith and Harry. Um, this is where they've worked for us before. This is why we, we want to send them to you. Who are they reporting to on site? What time do you want them there? Blah, 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 blah. We then go and send those decorators to site for you, report usually to either you or to your site foreman or whoever that may be. Mm -hmm. You utilize those guys for as long as you need them. And at the end of each week or days, if it's just a matter of days, um, you sign a, a timesheet for the amount of hours that those guys have worked on site. And we um, basically invoice you accordingly from the amount of hours that they've worked, we would send you an invoice for the agreed hourly rate that we'd already, that we'd already agreed before sending them to site. Um, and then we'd pay the, pay the decorators on a weekly basis and in normal normal terms um we could then offer you credit terms in order it's normally 30 days end of month so that that helps with with uh, contractors cash flow etc and that's how it works and then at the end of the at the end of the contract whether you finish all three of them at the same time or you want to drip them off the job because you've got you know you've got some snagging work or whatever to do um, then you just offload them back to us and then we find them something else with other contractors and that's how it works. There's, there's, there's effectively two sides to our business. There's the, there's the client side and the decorating side. And actually it works really well because when the, when the decorators that work for us, most of them are small uh, sole operated decorating businesses effectively that have yeah. gaps within their workload. Um, and, we, and, and we send them or help them get work with contractors that have a need for whatever reason, whether that's whether they're working out of town or the lads are busy at the moment. There's there's numerous reasons why contractors use us. Um, but decorating is all we do and that's that's what we do. So we sort of marry up a problem where contractors need them and decorators have a gap in their workload. And that's with we're the sort of the middle man. And in in most cases, nobody know that we're nobody knows that it's us in the in the middle, quite frankly, in terms of the end client, the, the decorators. Yeah. They just go to site as John Mears decorators, effectively. So, yeah. And, well. um, yeah. So, and is this a sort of you talk about? Obviously, we specify if it's like residential work, commercial work, and stuff like that. So, 
can I come to you and go, right, I'm prepared to spend a little bit more, but I need someone that can spray and someone that can come in and do high-end residential work? Or, or and then can I come to you and go, I've just got some new build stuff that I need to just smash out fast. Have you got some guys that I could just get cheaper cheaper hourly rate? Um, they're just going to be putting two coats on ceilings all day long or something like that. Uh, is that is that negotiable or is it sort of a flat rate we're going to just pay you a, a standard flat rate hourly no it all depends on the on the type of job that you want doing basically um so the actual for for us and our, and our consultants that work in here getting that job spec from you is 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 really important really yeah. and then if 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 need be if it was a high-end resi job and it was you know white vinyl or whatever then um we can put you in touch with the decorators before you even before we even send them to site if you want. We can agree the rates. And we're quite transparent with the rate. It's, the rate is based on what we need to pay the decorators to get them there. And then yeah. obviously we have our margin on top of that. But um, our margin remains the same. So we could put you in touch with Fred because you wanted to make sure, uh, not just from hearing it from us, but you wanted to hear from Fred that his experience within wide vinyl and high resi contracts is what you want to hear from your end so that's absolutely fine yeah and, and what is your process for that pool of decorators you're you're putting them through your own checks aren't you you're you're essentially you're saving yeah. me from having to interview 10 15 20 decorators so yeah. your, your pool of decorators are they all qualified to certain standards they all have to meet a certain experience what's the the sort of prerequisite to be on your books essentially yeah so they're they're all most of them to be fair um have worked for us previously over the over the years so we've been going since 2002 so whatever that is nearly 20 years so we we tend to rotate a pool of of decorators from contract to contract we we are constantly taking on new decorators obviously so um yeah references from the last job that they worked um Photographs is a great thing. You just have to be careful with the photographs just to make sure that it is their photographs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, qualifications, CSCS card where they need CSCS card, then that's that's something that we take copies of. Um, two, two work references. We would do, do you know what we tell contractors and, it's, and we probably do a bit more than what they would do to be perfectly honest because this is our business and this is all we do is supply labour. But we would... We would do what you would do effectively. If you were going to take on, you know, Fred to do to do some work directly for John Mears decorators, let's say, mm -hmm. you'd check him out, you'd him or her out, you'd check them out, you'd check references, you'd ideally want to see some photographs. Everything that you would do is what we do in the background. Yeah. Um, but that's all we do. That's that's what our focus is. So day in, day out, we're just talking to decorators and decorating contractors. Um, so yeah, having the right qualifications, right references, right attitude, as we've spoken about before, mm. we would we would probably go through. Sorry, uh, John, we'd probably go through for every ten people that ring in, mm -hmm. we would probably use two. Okay, so it's quite strict then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and so. Uh, Talking about hourly rates, so you mentioned earlier it's about 15, 16 pound an hour and then it's plus, yeah. plus your bit on top. So yeah. what can we be expecting to pay if I, if I wanted a, a guy to come and work for me next week or so? It's going to be looking at sort of 20 pound an hour or something like that. 
two pounds an hour is our is our margin between two and two twenty five is 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 our margin on top of the pay rate. So oh wow, the, that's that's very competitive. <laughs> and, and you know what, we would come to you and say, listen, so you give us the brief, and you know it was in Birmingham for three weeks, or and, and tell us the type of of contract or, or role that it was. And then we come back and say, yeah, yeah, we've got Fred and we're gonna have to pay him 16 pounds an hour, which means us charging you 18. Um, yeah. And we tell you what we're paying him. We have no we have no problem with that. The, the whole business here is built on transparency. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good. And when you put it as, essentially we're paying you two pound an hour, uh, Considering all the the work you're doing, all the work you're taking away from the decorator, you're just going right. You don't have to do interviews. You don't have to do references. You don't have to do background checks and qualifications. And you don't have to do any of that. You just give us two pound an hour, and we take care of it for you. Um, so sorry, going. You're going to say something. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and the other thing, just and I don't want to sit here and sell alliance to you, but the other thing there is just for people's peace of mind because or your decorator's peace of mind. We're dealing with people and things go wrong. You know, yeah. you know, most of the time it's, it's hunky-dory, but we're, we're dealing with people, things go wrong. So we do have an eight hour guarantee. So where we, where we would send you a, a decorator and for whatever, you know, he's fallen out with his wife the night before, or he's, he doesn't like your site foreman, or he doesn't like you, or you don't like his work or whatever that may be, Providing yeah. that you tell us within the first day that he's on site or he or she is on site, then we won't charge that client for their time um, because that's our, that we, you know what, we've got it wrong. Um, so it's so a little bit of peace of mind, but it's actually something that does get brought up time and time again from the contractors. It's just a bit of confidence that if we get it wrong, yeah, don't pay us for that for that day. I'll tell you what, I told I, I said you were a pro earlier. That was literally my next question. I was going to say, playing devil's advocate, what happens if they turn up and they're rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got an eight-hour guarantee where, yeah, if they turn up and they're an absolute nightmare and you just don't yeah. want them on your site anymore, you, you're not paying. Don't pay. Superb. Uh, do me a favour though. Don't have them for three weeks and then don't. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we've got. Yeah, the process sounds very straightforward. From a, uh, I think it's that's a it's a great way to get used to taking on staff, um, using them, seeing how that people fit in with your business, managing people. Because obviously that's a skill that you don't get taught that as a decorator at college. You don't get taught how to manage people and, and delegate tasks and things like that. And having a, a system like this, where especially yeah, with that eight-hour guarantee. I think that's uh, something great. And and yeah, the other side of it is, of course, especially with COVID and the way things are, it is really not uncommon for uh, a customer to call you up two weeks before you're supposed to start and say, I can't have you come round and do this anymore. Or even a couple of days before you start and go, I've literally just been diagnosed with COVID. I can't have anyone in the house for the next 10 days. Yeah. Uh, again, so those decorators then call you up and go, Simon, I've got I've got a, a problem here. <laughs> I've got a, a two week gap in my calendar, completely unforeseen. Can you place me anywhere um, yeah. at fifteen quid an hour? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 exactly how it works. Or they actually see us as as an extension of their 
would I say sales arm, but an extension of where they get their work from. So yeah. they go out and price their own private work and, and, and do their own stuff. And then they also see us as they know that they're going to get a call or a text message from us once we know them. Um, and that's a, an extension of where they get their work from. So um, it works really well from both sides. It works great for the client because they have the decorators on site when they need them. And it works great for the decorators that we supply uh, because we're sort of an, a, an arm of where they get their business from. Um, and it keeps them in work. So works works quite well. Gets a bit tricky in the winter, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your sort of success rate in terms of if I called you up and said, uh, well, I live in a town called Brackley. So if I called you up and said, right, I've got um, uh, Mrs. Jones's living room to paint next week. I'm flat out on another job or I'm ill or something like that. Can you place someone to do that job? So how much notice typically do I need to be giving you? Uh, and is it sort of 90% of the time you'll find someone that fits 50% or 100% how sort of reliable is it to, for you guys to find someone that can can do what I want I'd, I'd say the, the the leading time that, that you mentioned if yeah. we get if we get more than a day we're like we're like happy bunnies because it's, <laughs> it's normally it's, it's normally Friday Friday lunchtime can you get somebody for Monday but that's what we do so we're, we're, we're used to that if yeah. we get two days we're all having a party in the office it's, it's brilliant too um, and depending on location um, yeah nine and a half times out of ten I'd say that we would we would we would find a decorator in that location um, if we're talking about you know um, I'm thinking about uh, actual areas that sometimes we may struggle. So parts of parts of East Anglia, not not necessarily Norwich and that sort of thing, because they're major cities. But once you sort of, you know, go going, I should say Norfolk probably, but in and around the sort of East Anglia area, it might take us another another day or two to find those people, um, or they may be finishing on another job for us. Um, sometimes mid <laughs> mid Wales becomes a bit of an issue because there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and finding people to, to sort of go there but nine times out of ten and this may sound really really silly and it does to most people but we've we've actually got 20,000 well actually 21,000 and, and odd registered decorators that have registered that we have access to that are on our that are on our database now of course we haven't used all those guys and ladies but um, and you can imagine they cover all over the place, literally all over the UK. So I would say in a long winded answer to your question, sorry, um, leading time doesn't a day, happy days. And I'd probably say 95%, certainly 90 to 95%. We would we would find that decorator. That percentage may drop during the summer months or it may just take us a little bit longer to find them. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we, 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 we tend to we tend to get them. I think that's uh, firstly that's a phenomenal amount of decorators, twenty one and a half thousand. Um, yeah, when you when you said, "Oh, we've got a pool of decorators," I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe a couple of thousand or so." Twenty one and a half thousand. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much every decorator in the country, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I looked at that. And I looked at that the other day, and I thought, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. And don't get me wrong; we tend to pay. Um, 
Uh, what's our numbers? We, we, we tend to pay about 120, 130 a week in the, in the, in the uh, pre-COVID or hopefully post-COVID. Uh, 120, 130 decorators a week in the winter rising to sort of 220, 230 on, a, on an ongoing basis, on a weekly basis in the, in the summer. But still, um, but those change all the time. You know, we do rotate a pool of labour, but we have to, we have to keep we have to keep those decorators, keep keep registering those decorators. Um, so yeah, quite a few that, isn't it? <laughs> quite a few is, yeah, <laughs> a bit of an understatement. <laughs> oh, that's, um, I, 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 you know, I'm I'm looking at this thinking there's almost an opportunity here. In fact, I think there is an opportunity here for decorators could almost start just pricing up jobs uh, and just setting it as right okay i'm just going to do all the sales and marketing and i'm just going to place decorators from you guys to go and hang the wallpaper or fit the mural or do the painting and stuff like that once you get to once you get to know the decorators a little bit um maybe this is me going off on a tangent uh, maybe i'm just going to set up my own decorating business where i don't actually do any decorating i just, yeah, I just sell it. the jobs yeah. and, <laughs> and, and get, like get you to business. place staff there <laughs> yeah sounds like a great business i'd have some of that but yeah. you know going back to actually just thinking about it scaling uh scaling a business then yeah. and i don't really you, you don't sort of think about it on a daily basis but we've we've um we've released loads of decorators to decorating contractors that have perhaps used us on a temporary basis um, or taken on a decorator to do a particular job for them. They've really got on with them. And then they've rang and said, look, look, Simon, look, Martin, that's, that, that, that runs Alliance. Um, we really like this guy. And now we're in a position that we're, we are going to scale the business. Can we can we keep him? Yeah. And do you know what? It actually gives us a, a, a great deal of pleasure to think, well, A, we've got on the right person in the first place. And B, if they're scaling up their business, well, a, it's a great thing that people are scaling the business, and from and then I suppose from a selfish business point of view, well, if you're scaling your business, you may well use us again. So, um, yeah, it just sorry that just came to mind. So I thought, well, scaling a business, then users for the temporary stuff and send them back when you don't need them. But then if you do need to take them on, yeah, just speak to us and we'll, you know, nine times out of ten, the decorator, if he wants a full time role, will come and will come and stay with them. Yeah, so yeah, if they're really good, mm. keep them. Um, and yeah, I think that makes complete sense for you because once someone starts to scale, they start taking on those staff. I think they're probably far more likely to come back to you and go, right, I need two more temps from you. Uh, and then it will go on and on from there. Uh, no, superb. I, um, yeah, is there uh, anything else that you want to add about alliance and and what you guys can do i think uh, as an offering this is is pretty pretty bloody good no i think we've um i think we've covered it there john really so it's a do you know what it's a it has to be basic because i run it so it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty basic it's a pretty basic model um i would just add that it's it's all we do within alliance that's all yeah. we do. it's very specialist and going back to the focus that we that we spoke about earlier. Um, it's really, you know, talking to decorators and talking to decorating contractors is just what we do on a day-to-day -day basis because we don't have contracts to finish. 
you know that's that's all we do day in day out so i'm sure we can sure we can help people out there there's lots of other usps that we have that we can help with cash flow and all that sort of thing but um the basics of it is we supply decorators to decorating contractors when they when they need them and it works for both sides really yeah i think that's that's really important that specialization because the the more familiar and the longer i spend in in this industry the more i realize painting and decorating it's it's almost like a world of its own isn't it so you you have to full-time specialize in it to to really deliver a, a good service um something that i just i just got reminded of is i ran a, a survey the other day and um saw the the results came back and one of the questions on this survey was how long are homeowners willing to wait for a decorator? And I sent this survey out to a load of homeowners mm. uh, and everybody said three months was the limit. Uh, now, I know some decorators with their existing clients and stuff, they'll wait longer. But typically, if someone wakes up one morning and goes, I want a decorator, uh, they won't wait more than three months for that yeah. person to start. Mm. Now, at the moment, that means and I know that means that there are a lot of decorators who are turning down work because they are fully booked up three, six months in advance. Mm. So there's almost a, I think there's an opportunity there for, do you know what? Instead of turning down that work, go, yeah, I can do it, but it won't be me personally that does the decorating. And then they call you and go, I've got this job in a month or whenever. Can you place someone to come and do it? uh it's a it, it's an option for people to sit instead of turning down work yeah uh, they can they can get you to place someone in there uh and if it if it works then that is the first step to okay i can i've got someone else now that i can trust complete work on my behalf and yeah. i'm earning a little bit off the top of it and that is the the first step to scaling your business really and it's almost risk-free it's and I suppose if you think about that, take a step back and think about that. If that's Joe Bloggs decorating, then when you're sending that second person in and it's not and it's not uh, Joe Bloggs that's actually doing the doing the work himself, well, you're starting then to promote that business as Joe Bloggs decorating, and it's not going to be Joe Bloggs. Oh, and, and Stephen is is our decorator from from Joe Bloggs decorating. So you're selling the business rather yeah. than yourself. Um, and I think that's that. I think that's the, as you probably just said, it's it's the first step of scaling, isn't it? That you're selling business rather than the decorator. And I think that's really that's a really important thing. Yeah, of course we can do it. And and my decorator is going to be Stephen. And that whether he comes from us or whether he goes and finds him himself. But if we supply that decorator, he's still only going to the to the client or the site as uh, Joe Bloggs decorating, not from Alliance, he's going as Joe Bloggs decorating and he's your decorator. Um, yeah. So it's, the, it's the, maybe a stepping stone, a stepping stone to that scalability perhaps. Mm. Oh, I think that's uh, something people could could really look at. I mean, I think most decorators would probably want to bring them on and work with them on a couple of jobs to see what they like and everything first. Um, mm. But then at some point, you know, you've got to let go of it slightly and, and let them do the job. and maybe just go in and, and check it and do the snagging at the end or something like that. And uh, it's a it's a, a process that you've got to go through. But yeah, that is that's a that's a big step from yeah, you are you are then a business that sells painting and decorating services rather than just I'm just a painter and decorator. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a mindset change. And yeah, that could be a big step. Simon, this has been an absolute pleasure. I've learned a lot on this and I think um, 
there's a there's a whole lot for for decorators to think about on on this conversation so tell us how can we how can we get in touch with alliance how can we register some interest with you where do we find you uh, yeah we're on the, the the our website is allianceworkforce.co.uk we're on um the social media channels um we have got a few branches here we've got glasgow uh, our head office is Leeds, so by all means, give the give the consultants a call. They're always they always love to chat. Um, so we've got an office in Leeds, one in Glasgow, one in Bath, um, and one to be to be coming in London. So, but you know what? The, the, just just give us a call. We're yeah. we're we're talkable people, as you probably see on this podcast. <laughs> we talk. We love to talk to people. We love to talk about decorating. So either give us a buzz or or get in get in touch with us through the through the website or social media channels. Superb, thank you. Uh, and guys, if you want to hear more from me, uh, as always, go to my website, jmears.co.uk slash ebook. And I've got a, an ebook there that you can download free of charge with my seven marketing secrets guaranteed to grow your painting and decorating business. Free of charge, you just sign up to my email list. Simon, once again, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure, thank you for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.